0: Well, a second plane carrying Canadian evacuees from Wuhan, China, arriving earlier today at CFP Trenton. Let's go to our medical expert, Dr. Lucas, uh, for more on this story. He joins us now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Good
1: afternoon, Jeff. How are
0: you? I'm uh, well, my friend. Uh, first of all, I wanted to ask you, uh, they're out the uh, World Health Organization with a new name for the coronavirus. They're now calling it COVID-19. Why is it, do you think, the medical community wants to try to rename something that uh, we've all come to know in the last month or so? Does that make sense?
1: Well, it's very interesting, Jeff. But when we think of coronavirus, it's really a family of viruses. The SARS virus was, in fact, a coronavirus. The MERS virus, which is the Middle Eastern virus that uh, went through the communities as well, that also is a coronavirus. So this is not surprising. They all are in that family. Eventually, they get a name. That's why it was always the novel coronavirus they were waiting to name it and uh, here's the name it's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue but maybe that's a good thing also
0: yeah but do you think that it's maybe going to spark a little confusion and is that the last thing uh, we want because again we've all come to know this is the coronavirus if people start to uh, seeing the C O V 19 in the news and they're not following it very closely could we be sparking some further panic that maybe there's another virus out there
1: I think you're you're absolutely right, Jeff. I think um, it is going to spark a little bit of confusion until people get used to saying it. I mean, it was known as the Wuhan virus originally, then the novel corona, now the COVID nineteen. Um, I think it is going to spark a little bit of confusion in the interim. Um, perhaps if uh, news stations start really pushing this new term, then maybe people will become more informed and uh, and hopefully doesn't create panic. I mean, we've been trying. As I've spoken to you a few times, we've been trying desperately not to create panic in Canadians even with this new plane or these planes coming to Trenton we've been doing our best not to create local panic but certainly when we look at China and over a thousand deaths over fifty million people in quarantine they're truly there um, feeling the brunt of all of this and we're trying to prevent that from escalating in Canada as well Jeff.
0: All right as I mentioned off the top that second plane carrying Canadian evacuees arriving earlier today in Trenton Uh, As far as you can, or as best as you can, uh, doctor, can you maybe give us sort of a sense, because I think a lot of Canadians are wondering, uh, maybe what is going on there in Trenton on a day-to-day basis with these evacuees? We know that they're quarantined. Uh, Are they going through daily testing? And if so, uh, what does that most likely look like?
1: Well, this is a very good question, Jeff, because when we typically, let's create a distinction first. So when we typically think of a quarantine in a hospital, someone is in a room, It's a negative pressure room, meaning if there's droplet precautions, they can't leave that room. People who go in are wearing incredible masks and and suits to prevent it from spreading onto them. When we talk about a quarantine at a base or at a lodge or at a hotel, it's a little bit different. And let's also, first and foremost, underline that all these Canadians that are in Trenton are asymptomatic. They're not having symptoms. They're not actively coughing or having fevers. So a day-to-day life for the folks in the lodge is there will be healthcare workers that come multiple times a day to check their vital signs, meaning their temperature, their heart rate, they'll ask them about symptoms, if they're developing, anything like that. And then generally speaking, they're left alone into their room. There will be a common area that they can go and interact with the other folks um, at the base or at the lodge. They'll be advised to keep a two-meter or at least six-foot distance between each other. But they can have interactions amongst themselves because they're not actively symptomatic. So they're, while they're in quarantine, they're not in the typical quarantine you think of in a hospital. Now in terms of the testing, it won't be daily testing in terms of let's send off a, a sputum or a blood sample to Winnipeg to the microbiology lab to see if the coronavirus has come up, but it'll be that two week period, that incubation period from when we think people can acquire the virus to, well, to, to developing symptoms is that 14 days. So they'll be there for those full 14 days. After that, then the question remains is, do we test them right before they're able to go back into society? And I'm sure though that is what standard protocol is, that come day 12, 13, 14, they're getting tested to make sure they're completely clear of the virus, and then they can come back to their regular daily lives
0: yeah what about their mental health are they uh, being looked after do you would you hope uh, psychologically because i would think that uh, part of this is uh, the physical component we're talking about uh, in the coronavirus itself but the other part that i have to believe lucas that is weighing on uh, these folks minds is you know do i possibly i'm not showing any symptoms right now i'm asymptomatic but could i possibly have it if i do what does that look like Uh, what does that uh, mean i mean there's a psychological toll there's got to be at play here as well
1: Well, again, an excellent point by you, Jeff. I mean, it's hard to put ourselves in these people's shoes to be in a quarantine, to be away from family, away from friends. But I, I tell you, I bet this trauma that they went through while being in China is a lot lower by being back in Canada. I'm sure they're breathing that Canadian air and counting their blessings, but absolutely, psychologically, um, we use an expression called cabin fever where you're locked up you can't go anywhere you, you don't have the same human interactions i mean fortunately with social media with having access to televisions there to having access to their phones FaceTime, time whatever it is they can still interact with family but yes healthcare professionals we always worry about the mental side of it i mean it's a two-week sentence that you have to just complete but thankfully everybody is not fighting this they understand the greater goal is to not spread this infection to other people. As we see in China, over 50 million people are living under quarantine. So we're trying to avoid that in Canada. And thankfully, I think we did bring back our Canadians. And thankfully, once again, they're not symptomatic at the moment, and they're living in very good conditions. I mean, they have a a room with two beds, with televisions. They get catered meals every single day. So while it's not ideal to not be around your friends and family, they still do have a pretty good quality of life in this lodge in Trenton.
0: For sure, and particularly compared to, I'm also thinking of those that have been stuck in those cruise ships, uh, Lucas, and and what they must be going through. Because I know there's some uh, concerns even about uh, how much food and uh, the quality of food that's on these uh, ships.
1: Well, that's an excellent point. I I mean, Jeff, uh, on a cruise ship, eventually things run out because they only plan to go for a week or two weeks. Of, Of course, they carry extra. But they may have to have supplemental food and everything else delivered to the cruise ship. And on a cruise ship, it's way worse. Like you can't even you can't exit the ship. There's nowhere to go. At least our folks in Trenton, they can go outside. They can interact with other. Um, other Canadians uh, within the, the base and the lodge and they are getting good catered food and we're looking after them very very well. So I want to emphasize that I, I still think the risk is very very low to Canadians. We're taking extra precautionary steps not to spread this and of course everyone is just on alert mode and this is the right thing to do. It's always better to do too much than do too little to protect Canadians and everyone else uh, and their welfare around the world.
0: Well said. Uh, By the way, we do have an update. Uh, The coronavirus death toll now surpasses 1,000 worldwide. Uh, Dr. Lucas, thank you so much. Appreciate the time and the uh, perspective as always. Thanks, Jeff. Have a
1: great day.